Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. Napa Valley has become an important venue for events. Live performances from the Uptown through Bottle Rock have put the Valley on the entertainment map. But none of these events have the scope, the reach, and the broad appeal of the Napa Valley Film Festival. In only five years, it has become one of the premier film festival venues in the country. And why not? What could be better than the pairing of wine, food, and movies? But it's also taken a great deal of work. An event, especially one with 12 venues, five days, and dozens of celebrities, is not something anyone can pull off, much less conceive. And that's exactly what Mark and Brenda Lormer have accomplished. Mark is the founder and the executive and artistic director of the festival, and he joins us today along with Claudia Puig, a longtime journalist and film critic who is now the program director and industry liaison for the festival. Mark, Claudia, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having us, John. Great to have you here. Mark, I want to start with you because a lot of people, you know, when you start talking about the festival, it's who's celebrity, what celebrities coming, what films are. But I want to go back a little bit, uh, five years, in fact, and talk a little bit about the creation story of the Napa Valley Film <laughs> Festival and how the you origin and Brenda, story. <laughs> how you and Brenda put right. this together. Well, it's us crazy people. What, what were we thinking? Well, it is, it is true. And in fact, uh, Brenda and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about the fact that people have no idea. Right. what goes into this, the amount of work that goes into it. You know, everybody everybody likes to be a critic, but, <laughs> but actually putting something together is uh, a big deal. It, it is indeed. Well, it, and it's a labor of love, that's for sure. Um, we, uh, I, I think many people locally uh, know the film Bottle Shock, uh, which um, we actually produced uh, and shot here in Napa and Sonoma in the summer of 2007 and then it had its world premiere at Sundance in January of 2008 and of course the movie you know tells the story of the Napa wines beating the French at the 76 Paris tasting and uh, folks here uh, particularly a couple of key people um, in the Vintner community said to me and Brenda so why did you have to go all the way to Sundance for the world premiere of the movie that's basically our story, you know, or a version of our story, at least, depending on your opinion? Uh, but the point is, why isn't there a world-class Napa Valley Film Festival? And, of course, we looked at each other and we said, you that's right. Why isn't there? There really should be. This is a world-class destination, some of the best food and wine in the world, a great spirit of hospitality, all kinds of fantastic potential venues to have events and screenings and such. So we just decided to dive in. And of course, the timing was crazy bad. It was the summer of 2009, the depths of the economic recession. Uh, it couldn't have been worse, but our feeling was, you know, let's just start laying the groundwork, doing the research, talking to people, and frankly, things could only get better. And interestingly, that's exactly what's happened. You know, things have gotten better each year, not not just for us, but for the economy in general, and especially for the Bay Area. And of course, everybody from our hoteliers, vintners, restaurants, retail, you know, are have been uh -huh. experiencing that. Uh, and fortunately, we've been building the festival into that, you know, expanding economic uh, situation and it's working really nicely. One of the things that you did early on though is that, that you built up the interest, you built up the reality of it gradually. You did the kind of mini festival right. and then you did the festival. That was a big deal. Talk about that. Yeah, so 2010, 
uh, in November that year, we had decided that's when we were going to do the festival. It was going to be in the fall. It was going to be a roundup of all the best films that played maybe other festivals, but you didn't go. You didn't go to Sundance or South by Southwest. We would curate, you know, a wonderful set of films from uh, all the new independent films of the year. And then because we would be in like the second weekend of November, right before Thanksgiving and Christmas, that period where the studios start rolling out their award season films, um, we could show sneak previews of those films. So we thought, okay, what a great idea. We tested it with film industry friends. They loved it. We tested it locally, the hotel. You know, everybody said, yeah, that's great. You know, occupancy starting to drop off at the beginning of November after the October rush with the crush and harvest tourism. So it's perfect on both fronts. Um, we didn't have the resources together to pull off a full festival yet in November 2010. And we said, well, let's do, we'll do a little amuse-bouche, a little taste, and we'll show the local community what this could look like. We put together a six-film lineup that included The King's Speech, which went on to win the Oscar for Best Picture. And we had uh, Blue Velvet, um, or Blue Valentine, excuse right. me. Uh, Michelle Williams got an Oscar nomination for Best Actress. We had Rabbit Hole. Nicole, Nicole Kidman got an Oscar nomination for Best Actress. And three other little lovely, charming indie films. A little six-film lineup that gave people the notion of what this could be. Including, I remember this was fun, on a Saturday at the Opera House, you know, way before City Winery came in and transformed it. Three straight screenings in a row, like a 2 p.m., a 5 p.m., an 8 p.m., and then a late-night party, and we happened to get a freakish warm evening where we had a late night street party in downtown Napa and people got that sense of seeing one or two or three movies in a row what the kind of thing you do at a film festival where you really dive in and immerse yourself in the experience and it was phenomenal it just was I remember talking to Evie Warshawski you know it's running the opera house time right. she said she she saw so many new faces including a lot of young people and a very diverse set of young people who'd come up from the city we did a lot of marketing to San Francisco and got a lot of people in town and she said this this is going to be great for Napa, you know, and indeed that's part of what we're up to. One of the things you had to do is educate people as to what a film festival was. Exactly. The idea, as you say, of going from movie to movie, from venue mm -hmm. to venue, that particularly for people locally, it wasn't something that they were used to. That, yeah, exactly. The very few people, you know, around here there aren't are double features anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they, <you're> right. <laughs> sure. They don't do it, and you know, and not well, that. Well, people many. binge watch now, so it's maybe analogous to that. That's true. <laughs> it is a little bit more like that. And the difference, of course, is we've got the filmmakers here who we get to hear from, you know, they're on stage after their screenings, writers, directors, actors, producers, they're talking about where their stories came from. Uh, and then, you know, the nice thing, again, that's just very unique for Napa Valley, is uh, once you've kind of seen someone, you've seen their film, you've seen them talk, well, now you catch them out on the street, and, you know, next thing you know, you get your arm around them, you're pulling them into the, the closest tasting room, and you're buying them a glass of wine, and you're continuing the conversation. Well, it's really interesting because there's another analogy as it relates to Napa Valley and exactly what you're talking about in terms of the filmmakers. As the debate rages here in the Valley, and you know we all hear it all the time about tourism and about visitors to wineries and how many visitors can you have, the reality is what it's really about is engagement tourism. That people come here and unlike a museum or unlike visiting a beach somewhere, you get to meet the winemaker. You get to meet the people working out, growing the vineyards. There's this sense of engagement with the people that you're coming to see. 
and the film festivals are exactly the same thing. Yes, it, it is. I, I think of that, taking that analogy even further around the valley with the wonderful restaurants we have. They know the chefs, right. the, the chef owners. I mean, these people are very visible. They're very present with their customers. Um, all the wonderful different hotels here um, where, you know, the GMs are out in the lobby welcoming their guests, et cetera. And the, the way that just there's a, a, a sense of customer service here that puts the top people directly in touch with their right. customers. It's about engagement. It really is. Yeah. yeah, and that works so well. The flip side of that coin, which is something we always you know, are, are careful to emphasize, is that while uh, a nice a big signature event like a film festival or, you know, you mentioned Bottle Rock earlier, you know, can, can indeed attract and bring a lot of people into town, and that can be great economically. Um, our first and foremost target audience is actually everyone who lives here. Mm-hmm. This is meant to be a cultural amenity to enrich the lives of those of us who are lucky enough to live here already, but to sort of three-dimensionalize, you know, with cult, all of our other folks, all the other arts organizations in the Valley, beyond the food and wine, you know, and sitting in the sun, you know, but giving us really interesting things to consume intellectually and then to converse about while we're eating and drinking all that wonderful stuff. Um, and uh, indeed, about 60% of our attendees each year are truly just local people coming out and enjoying the festival. And we have taken great strides uh, and we survey after each year to mm-hmm. see what people liked and didn't like. But we've taken st- great strides this year to make it even more accessible uh, to locals to come out and enjoy the festival and, and happy to go into detail on that I later. Talk, I do well, I want to talk a little bit about sure. that before we get into the films because one of the things, ev- it's amazing even in five years of the festival that venues have changed. I mean, you mentioned sure. the Opera House and City Winery. That venue has changed. Right. Copia as a venue is, is, is problematic. You're going to do something at the college this year for, for the first time. So the, there's a lot of change taking place as far as venues are concerned. Yeah, it's absolutely true and and when you don't own your own venues, uh, or you don't just go out and say rent a multiplex, you know, which we, you know, we could do that here. We could just go, you know, rent a, rent out the the Century Complex here and call it a film festival, bring in a bunch of films. But that's not it's not the same thing, right. you know. It's not the brand, and we really wanted to be inclusive in the valley and and be in all four towns, which we are, uh, and we have such a quirky, characterful set of venues where people can see the movies, but we don't own any of them. And we're certainly subject to the vagaries of what happens with those venues. And, you know, everybody knows the iterations with the Opera House, Copia, Lincoln Theater, Uptown Theater, right? It's nutty. And so, um, you know, a place like, as an example, the Cameo, um, we've been there all five years. Thank right. God, right? We love that Same partnership. Ownership. Thank you, Kathy <laughs> Buck. Kathy. Right, That's right. We're, That's a one and we're a... best buddies. Yeah. We've done That's the Glider Report all five place. years. You know, we've been at Hat Hall. Uh, at the Napa River Inn, but great partners all five years. Um, we have indeed been at the Opera House, but now it's been with City Winery, and you know who knows what that's going to look like into right. the future. And we're thrilled, by the way, to be on the college campus this year. It is a first here at the Performing Arts Center. The biggest thing, uh, and I'll just make two quick points about accessibility and venues. Last year at Year 4 was the first time we did have widespread instances of people being turned away right. and getting upset that they like they tried to see three movies in a row and got turned away so we have taken um, some major steps this year to dramatically increase the number of seats available uh, by locking up the uptown theater which is 860 seats you know it's a big jump up from something like hat hall which has 100 Uh, but for all five days and and four of the five nights we have the lincoln theater with almost 1300 seats we've never used that as a full venue you know we do our celebrity tribute program 
program there. But we're going to have 20 shows there at the Lincoln Theater. You will never get turned away from the Lincoln Theater. <laughs> uh, and here at the college, 400 seats. Right. So we're dramatic. I think we're 50% more seats this year than last year. And the second thing we're doing is we're staggering the start times. So in a, in a town like Napa, when we have, say, five different venues, uh, we have things staggered like 15 minutes and 15 minutes. So if you do find you've tried to go see a film at a really small venue, a new place like the library in downtown Napa, only has 100 seats, you got shut down, you could walk two blocks away and catch something at the Uptown Theater and you're going to get in. Um, so that plus uh, the last minute rush tickets. Uh, last year they were $20. We've actually reduced them this year to 15 um, We're really interested in basically people having no excuses not to come right. out <laughs> and participate. We're really trying to make it easy. And reaching a diverse crowd by and making it financially yeah. you know, accessible to right. everybody. Claudia, talk a little bit about the perception of the festival in Hollywood, about how it's been embraced by, by so many people, and people obviously want to come up to Napa, and that's been a plus as well. That's a huge plus. People want to come up to Napa. Every time I tell people I've, I work here, they go, oh my God, what a fantastic <laughs> gig. You know, um, Absolutely. I mean, it's a five-year-old festival, and it's already really gotten on the map. In fact, my former publication, USA Today, voted it as one of the, the best film festivals in the country. Um, so it is, it's, you you know, of course, there's the big, huge ones like Sundance and Toronto. But in terms of the the smaller local ones, this is definitely on people's radar, which is wonderful. And it's, you know, testimony to, to Mark and Brenda that it's gotten on their radar in a, in a really relatively short time. I mean, you compare it to other regional festivals that have been around for, you know, decades, many decades that haven't quite reached the kind of uh, attention level that this festival is getting. Uh, that is, it's nice to hear as a perspective right. from, you know, Cla- Claudia's actually been here uh, a couple times before. I was as, here as a juror and I was here as a panelist. That's and right. I was here the second year. Right. And uh, and I loved it. Just as a, you know, as a person who attends many film festivals, mm-hmm. you know, as a film critic, I, um, I was asked to be a juror all over the world and, you know, attended, I don't know how many film festivals. And this was always one of my favorites. Um, obviously for the blend of really good quality films and then of course the amazing cuisine and the wine and the parties and just and the fact that you met interesting people it was a beautiful location perfect time of year um so it was you know one that that was something that i really loved coming to and i've gone to to lots of them which is a good segue to start talking about some of the things that are happening this year mark start with you well i'll tell you there's so many uh there are so many fantastic things happening. People always want to know, like, what are the big highlights? And, you know, it's it's almost hard to get into because there's so many things. So Some I think, of the biggest things turn out to be things that are uh, a surprise. But yeah, there yes. are small little films. There's some little everybody like talking that, about. and there's some documentaries. Oh, my God. Whatever your interest is. Yeah, you're, you're going to find something. If you're a pilot, if you're interested in, you know, education, if you're interested in dance, if you're interested in music, we have a documentary about instruments that were pulled out of uh, re- recycled instruments by Paraguayan uh, students, little young kids, called Land Philharmonic. Oh, those great. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, you know, a couple. If you're a foodie, you have City of Gold, which is about mm-hmm. Jonathan Gold, who, you know, he basically is an, a food critic, a restaurant critic, but he, you know, goes to food trucks more than he does to huge restaurants. And then you have For Grace, which kind of plums into this San Francisco chef's life. And then you have Crushed, which has some San Francisco restaurateurs. So you've covered LA, Chicago, San Francisco right there in those three documentaries. And then, you know, if you're interested, and political issues. We have everything from how the Lockerbie uh, uh, 
flight that landed in Scotland, the crash on his handle, the Gaza, uh, the, the conflicts in the Gaza Strip, and we have, um, you know, for art, people who are interested in sort of quirky artistic things, you have the New Yorker cartoonists, a documentary about them. We have a documentary about William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal. It just you, you name it, it's covered. Which is a fun uh, fun documentary. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, and then of course all the, the some of those are the competition films. Some of those are specialty films. Um, for the first time ever, we have a Latino heritage uh, series of films, four films, or actually three films and four shorts, um, which will be here on campus. Um, and uh, you know, filmmakers from all over Latin America. Um, and then just some great independent stuff that's our, in our competition. We have a lounge section that has quirky, offbeat things with a lot of very familiar faces. So, um, you know, if you like lighthearted rom-coms, you have that. If you like deeper, you know, uh, thrillers, political thrillers, we've got that. We've got a wonderful film about the Holocaust called Son of Saul, which just wowed people in Toronto. It's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's... Um, one of the probably the most intense films you'll ever see about concentration camps. Um, so we have, you know, from from light to dark and everything in between. And in terms of celebrities, Mark? Well, I'll tell you. People the, always want to hear about they that. They do yeah. want to hear about celebrities, but I'll tell you that of, of, of significant interest to, uh, to the local community, Three years ago, year two, we opened the festival with the world premiere of the documentary Psalm, short for sommelier, and it followed the, the young uh, aspiring master sommeliers prepping to take that master sommelier test, the hardest test in the world. And uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, but very quietly, the filmmakers were at work on a sequel. Uh, Samuel Goldwyn had picked up the original film and was funding a sequel. And it was supposed to come out in August. And fortunately, as these things happen in Hollywood and in movie making in general, <laughs> they got later in the editing. And, oh, they wanted to go back to northern Spain and shoot some more footage. And later and later, it has turned out that the timing is absolutely perfect for us to have the world premiere of the sequel as our opening night film. It's called Psalm Into the Bottle. And it follows a couple of the key guys from the original film as they travel the world and open and taste and discuss eight of the greatest bottles of wine ever made and what it took to, to make that level of quality, uh, which is a wonderful sort of translation into any field of endeavor. You know, what does it really take mm -hmm. to achieve at that level and to commit yourself and dedicate yourself? So anyway, we're really excited about that. The opening night's going to be at the Uptown Theater. Uh, there's going to be two screenings, uh, a five o'clock for our patron circle, and there are a very limited number of tickets that if you're not part of the VIP patron circle, you can actually jump online very because they're selling very fast. Uh, and there's going to be a big party afterwards. So the ticket gets you into both the world premiere screening and a beautiful party on the Napa Riverfront, which is kind of going to be a, a center of a lot of the right. activities for the festival this year. And then there's an encore screening at 830 that any other pass holder can can go to see. Uh, and then it'll play two more times up Valley later in the weekend. So um, celebrity wise, before we even talk about typical Hollywood celebrities, there are going to be quite a few wine industry and food industry yes, celebrities yes. who will be walking the red carpet on opening nights. We're, we're just as big as celebrities to many people. They're Absolutely. huge. Yes. Exactly. They're huge. Yeah. Um, we are earlier in the day. Um, we have a pair of films. It's going to be quite a Wednesday, actually, at the Uptown Theater. Um, we start the day with a, a film called Remember, right? So yes, cool. which um, Christopher Plummer right? and Martin, it's Landau. Martin Landau. And it's a really interesting film, again, about a, a World War II veteran. Um, and it delves into his search for... Um, 
kind of for his origins and for a key person that that he was uh, served with and and that he spent some time with in the war. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, I was no say, spoilers. Let's, let's not do that. But Adam <laughs> McGoyan is Adam the McGoyan, filmmaker, one of our favorites. Yes, and Canadian, Adam and yeah. producer Robert Lantos, these guys. It's like the biggest director and producer combo out of Toronto, Canada, and they were they were coming. They're going to be here, and it's going to be an amazing, very powerful film. And then the conversation afterwards was Claudia will host on stage with them. It's going to be great. Uh, and we follow that with Carol, which is the Weinstein Company's big award season film. It's Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara, an early 50s set uh, New York uh, les- illicit lesbian love story. It's beautiful. It's Todd Haynes's new movie. It's- she was just on Stephen Colbert talking about that. And yeah, everyone's been talking about another Oscar nomination. And for so her. these are like, yeah. you know, 10 a.m. when Wednesday morning, then 1, 8, 1 p.m., and then we get to the 5 o'clock Psalm, you know, sequ- uh, Psalm sequel world premiere. So it's going to be quite a big day blowing things out on that Wednesday. Um, other big celebrity news, the thing, something we're all very excited about, and it actually came it came together so late, it's not even in the mini guides, which we have here in front of us. But, but wait, there's more. There's, <laughs> more. there's always more. We, we got word of the opportunity to show, again, a world premiere of a new independent feature film. Uh, starring John Travolta and the team behind this movie including John but also his producers and the director they were looking at world premiering at Sundance and they just decided that they might like to come to Napa instead well this is the first time that's ever happened Uh, and we will have this new movie called Life on the Line Um, it's going to play Saturday at Lincoln Theater uh, but John is coming, and with his lovely wife, Kelly Preston, the actress, and he's going to be our big celebrity tribute, a big career achievement tribute on Friday night. Again, these are things that anybody, you can just go right online and buy a ticket to that tribute program and come out and see John and Kelly and the rest of the folks that will be honoring. There's going to be some great people being honored. People, I think, that will appeal to, you know, very wide cross-section of audiences of viewers. You have John Travolta, who, of course, is a legend. Um, and then you have uh, Keegan-Michael Key, who is, you know, in all these films and is known for his comedy work. And then you have Zoe Kazan, who is a real up-and-coming actress, both on Broadway and in films. And, you know, you just have this, and then a couple, uh, Finn Whitrock and Evan Peters, who are on American Horror Story, but one of them, Finn Whitrock, has co-written a film that's in our competition section called The Submarine Kid, stars in it, co-writes it, produces it. So you, you have all these young, independent you know, actors and filmmakers who are involved as well in a very big way. Um, and they'll be at, at the tribute along with, you know, of course, the veterans. And that's, of course, part of our Rising Star program mm-hmm. that yes. we do with yes. Domain Chandon as our partner on that every year. And if we, we just never have a very f- overflowing bounty of Rising Lots Stars. Lots of Rising Stars. It's usually yeah. two, one young man, one young woman. This year we have two of each, uh, which is very exciting. And there's you know, big parties. There's that Saturday night, you know, Vintner Circle dinner series, like 21 dinners simultaneously. Um, but I think that the coolest thing is that this community up and down the valley is so welcoming. You know, the filmmakers love coming. Um, we get a much greater participation rate. It's like you could think of it out as guests per film, like how many people are coming with each film, and you could compare it to other festivals. And the Napa Valley Film Festival has a much higher ratio of guests per film because people want to come here. Right. Yeah. They love our audience. Of course, we need more hotel rooms. Yeah, we do. We do. But I, but I tell you, also new this year, by the way, we have people up and down the valley are opening up their homes and saying, hey, I've got a, I've got a nice guest room or I've got a cottage out back. I'll put up a filmmaker. In addition to wonderful hotels like yeah, the Western the, Barasa and Bellagio and all a, the others. Exactly. Yeah. 
exactly. Um, but it's really neat to see. It's this whole notion that's really near and dear to Brenda's my heart and part of what a core value is this idea of building a community, you know, building community, strengthening community, enriching community. And we see it happening. And so when folks come out, whether it's the big established people, we didn't mention Bruce Dern. Right, and doing right. a big thing with Bruce Dern and, and, uh, and his daughter, Laura. Uh, but with, whether it's, you know, big names that lots of people mm-hmm. have known and people that are all, you know, are, are vintage and, and older. Right. Um, or it's these mm-hmm. young rising stars or it's all the other people coming with the 120 films. I mean, there will be 400 people from the film industry here. And then you have all the volunteers. There's this tremendous Amazing. interest in right. the community to be involved, whether it's, you know, you're getting up in front of a, a room and introducing the director or whether it's... It's, you know, the, the whatever task it is, we have a full-time person who's in charge of the volunteers right. because people not only open their homes, but they, you know, turn their lives over for, for five days. How many films this year, all told? 120, which is a few less than last year. And so we keep asking ourselves, so how come last year's program book was 180 pages and this year's is 204, but we have five less movies, <laughs> but 24 how more pages. We have all the these book. other programs. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. more ambitious. Well, I'd like to think it's because there are more sponsors, maybe. Yeah, maybe no, you know what? We've done, we've done something really fun. We, we do these beautiful full-page profiles on some of our important partners. Uh, someone like Don Schindel, the GM of the Weston. Weston right. right. really serves as- Or Kathy as Buck, who the Kathy, cameo. the cameo. Yeah. The Weston's really our uh, sort of headquarters hotel here in Napa uh, and of course Meadowood is our wonderful partner um, Up Valley who puts up our competition filmmakers for this fabulous artist in residence sort of deep immersion right. program that they go through um, but so much uh, so much opportunity of the culinary demos that happen the wine experiences each afternoon someone now is doing yoga classes each morning both here on the Napa Riverfront and up at Farmstead in St. Helena festival fitness <laughs> we have all these cool things to talk about late night parties music there's so much more music Lots music yes and the culinary demos we have some of the actors and some of the talent from the films participating so you have people who are foodies you know who who happen to be here with a film and then they'll say oh but I'd love to be on the culinary stage and stuff so there's a lot of you know intermingling and synergy between all the different parts the different art forms are all coming together (laughs) and I assume all of this information is online people can can get to it yes absolutely our website is I'm actually very happy Um, you know everybody struggles with their websites and especially some Something this complex, it's very challenging to communicate the most the, the simplest things people want to know, which is what's happening and how can I participate, right? So I think we have made some good strides this year, and actually we love we always ask people to give us feedback. Uh, but you can go to the website, you can quickly see the films, the schedule, you can immediately go and see all the different types of passes and tickets that are available to buy. We have it very nicely organized, and you press a button and you buy, and you're in. So. And the nvff.org. We encourage people to get there and get their seats and get ready to have Pretty a great time. Pretty soon there'll be a Napa Valley Film Festival app. That's <laughs> yeah, we really yes, should do that. Sure, yeah, exactly. And you know, the thing about, not only do we describe each film and who the filmmakers and actors are, but we've added like little uh, descriptions, like this is a film that will engage your mind, this is a film that will engage your emotions, this is about family, this is about, so to kind of aid you in the whole process of choosing, because it's, that for me is always the, the biggest thing about really? a film festival is, you know, you're going all day it's long. It's like film emojis. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did, we did. We, it's just Choosing is really hard. Yeah. You look at these, at, at, you know, at the whole schedule, and you go, "Oh my God, these things all look amazing." How do I know which one to choose? So um, that will help you kind of make that decision and, and you know see as many things as possible. Hopefully, great, Mark. As you look down the road 
four or five years, what do you, what do you want to see grow? What do you want to see change? Well, one of the nice things we're doing, which we haven't really touched on yet, is our student education programs. Uh, the, and we're doing things both throughout the year with schools up and down the valley, and we want to do more of that. Uh, but also really immersive during the festival. And that, that's, there's two different ways that happens. And, and this is something, again, we're very, very proud that we're able to do what we're doing now. But as, this, as we get more support behind what we're doing, we'll be able to do so much more. There's about 3,500 kids that get exposed to the cool films and filmmakers and some of the really interesting, some, sometimes very tough topics that they get to wrap their heads around uh, in one of two ways. On Tuesday, the day before the festival, we take 1,300 kids to the Lincoln Theater for a field trip. We started this last year. We call it Inspire, and they get to see two different films. One of them is this Land Philharmonic with the kids from Paraguay who are actually we're flying 24 kids up. So they're going to see the documentary, and they're going to get a live performance by these kids on these instruments made from trash. Um, and then uh, the second is we pick about a half dozen films each year that we provide to teachers for their classroom in advance of the festival. They have the kids watch in advance, and then we put the filmmakers into the classroom during the week of the festival. So it's our Filmmakers in the Schools program, and they talk with the kids. And, and you know, like Anita Hill was here a couple years mm-hmm. ago with that documentary about Anita. It's a great example of, of There's that. There's one this year called Code Debugging the Gender Gap, which is about why there are so few female coders. Mm-hmm. Here we are, you know, right by Silicon right. Valley. And so this hopefully will inspire, you know, young girls exactly. to look into that. Yeah, so, that's a very hot topic. Yes. So doing more of the education work is definitely something that's a goal of the festival as the festival continues to grow. And again, not only just during the week of the festival, but year round, being able to do more to, to contribute more year-round um, we have talked about the possibility of operating a venue year-round um, you know if, if things ever would sort themselves out with the copious screening room right that would be a natural right, right. for the film festival to run us as you know the old Friday night we all remember the Friday night right. series that uh, Richard Miami hosted that was wonderful so bringing something like that back would be terrific otherwise um, you know our hotel partners would love to just see the audience continue to grow because we estimated last year that about 15, 1.5% of the room nights during the festival were filled with people here for the festival. So clearly we could have a lot more people attending and the footprint we've laid down with the venues up and down the valley and the way that we've worked with the local uh, retailers um, and uh, tasting rooms and everything in all four towns, the chambers of commerce, we've laid down this footprint that can accept um, what you, you can almost anticipate what it's going to look like, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road when everything is at what we would consider full scale, which would be attendance about, you know, five to six times as big as it already is. And yet, because it's such a big valley and the vent, at the end of the day, whatever venue you're at, that's it. You know, you're just the most people that could ever be in one place is maybe 1,300 people at Lincoln Theater. But if you're up at the glider port with 140 people to screening, you're just going to feel like you're at this intimate little event. And you're still going to be able to hear from the filmmakers, yeah, right. whether it's you're never in that small change. venue or the big venue. That's right. In fact, one of the things we have at the glider port is this fantastic film called Right Footed, which is about uh, a woman who was born without arms and she learned to fly a plane. And it's one of the most inspiring documentaries I've ever seen. And she's coming. She's going to be here. Jessica so she's going to be here to talk about she'll that. Be, yeah. She, see, this is what you said earlier. That out of nowhere is going to be the big story. Absolutely. Yeah, right. that might That's be it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's give the dates, first of all, and sure. then let's make sure everybody knows the website address. Okay, dates are November 11th to the 15th. That's Wednesday through Sunday. And the website is org or just the initials nvff.org. 
Well, great. And we're going to be uh, talking to lots of the filmmakers during the festival, and uh, we'll put great. all of that up here. And yeah. uh, I thank you both for coming in for this little preview today. Mark Lormer, Claudia Puig, thanks so much. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. Wine, food, talk. NapaBroadcasting.com.